Well, Kurt, we want to welcome with us uh, this morning Jonelle Muth. Uh, she's our food service manager, and we're just so happy that you are with us this morning. Thank you. Now, if anybody hears uh, food service manager and Jonelle's name comes up, you may be thinking, I thought Dorothy Hollum was the food service manager. Tell us a little bit about um, the transition here. Okay, Dorothy was here for 28 years, and she decided it was time to retire. So two weeks ago, she retired, and I was blessed by God to take this position. Well, you know, Janelle, uh, you came to the mission all the way back in 2003. Fifteen years working underneath Dorothy. Uh, uh, you had a great teacher. Uh why don't you tell us a little bit about how, how did you even find out about the job uh, back in 2003? Well, I attended Ellen Grace Brethren Church, and um, one of the ladies there, Joanne Dudra, she said there was a position for a head cook at the mission. And I said, well, I don't think I can do that. I just don't think I can cook for that many people. And she goes, oh, no, you really need to apply. So I applied, and um, Reverend Bloom was here at the time, and he says, go for it, girl. You know, mm-hmm. he called me his girl. So I did, and my father-in-law called to give me a few pointer, you know, to talk to Reverend Thomas and tell him he needed to hire me because I was a good cook, and the rest is history, I guess. I just, I got the job. You mentioned uh, Reverend Bloom, mm-hmm. and... Uh, you told us uh, a little bit ago that you knew Reverend Bloom before coming here to the Haven, where Ernie was a chaplain here in the evening shift. Yes. How'd you How'd you know Ernie? Well, I grew up in his church in um, First Baptist of Green. My mom and dad and I and my brothers we all attended his church, and he married my husband Randy and I forty two years ago. Hmm. Well, I think it's interesting. Reverend Bloom, uh, Kurt, I remember Reverend Bloom, and obviously he's home with the Lord. Uh, but it's interesting because I did not know you had a connection with uh, uh, Reverend Bloom and, and the family there. And you shared a couple things about how you went to his church, uh, how you got saved through uh, Reverend Bloom. But you talked a little bit about your father, too, and how he came to the Lord. Yes, he, my um my dad would take us and drop us off at church, my mom and my brothers and I. And my mom finally talked him into going to church, and he went to church. And one evening, Reverend Bloom came to the house, and my dad got saved. And after that, my dad loved the Lord more than anything. And he's up there with Reverend Bloom right now. Mm. And then you also have a connection to my family, um, my father, and tell us a little bit about that. My um, father-in-law attended the Grace Brethren Church also when he was growing up. He used to go to Bible studies at Reverend Thomas's house, and he and Reverend— Which would have been my grandfather, I think you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, my father-in-law played football with Reverend Thomas, your father— when they were in high school. Boy, I, I tell you, I, I think that's very interesting. As we look back and seeing how so many things the Lord was working on and never knowing, Jonelle, that you would be here, uh, and yet all the connections that how 
uh, Reverend Bloom and then uh, Kurt's uh, grandfather and father played a part in your family. All right. I think what a blessing that is. Well, I remember my dad saying that uh, his nickname was L- Little Ox. My uncle's name was Big Ox. So I wonder if, you're, <laughs> um, if your father-in-law had a nickname. Do you the know? Moose. The Moose. Uh-huh. The oh. Moose. He was a very big football player. Well, you know, Janelle, as we see, 15 years ago, working under Dorothy, Dorothy just retired. Uh, obviously, a lot of new responsibilities for you. Uh, we're excited to see how the Lord uh, uses you. He's used you for 15 years in some great ways here at the ministry. So why don't you tell us a little bit about some of your new new job responsibilities? Um, it's a lot. I mean, of course, it's a lot. My husband tells me, you can handle this, honey. I know you can do it. You're, you know, everybody loves you, which I appreciate him saying that. Um, he supports me in everything here at the mission. Um, just, you know, you have a lot of personnel problems that you handle, and you have to know how to handle them gently. Um, working with the residents is really a blessing. Sometimes you expect to bless them, but they bless you. Um, I've gotten to know a lot of them, some of them that I've talked to after they've even left. You know, Dan Cherkus and um, Joe Detweiler, I still communicate with him. Um, We see a lot of people who come in and, you know, you see dads with small kids and you take extra attention to these fathers with these kids and take them different things and um, you see the dad cry because they they know that you really care. So um, just the whole responsibility of the kitchen, ordering, making sure all functions are running smoothly, making sure that the everything's um, used so that we don't let anything go to waste. That's our we have to use what God has given us, and we're blessed with everything that He brings to us. How do you take? a um, assignment which is to feed people every day and you know anybody could do that not really anybody could do that but I mean it involves preparing a meal but how how do you um, make a a, a ministry uh, of that well you serve the people that come in as if you're serving your family at home I always tell our volunteers We don't serve anything to the people that come in that you wouldn't serve to your family at home. So we always try to make our meals like home. You know, it's hot, it's fresh, it's good. So you got to make sure that, and everybody in the kitchen does do a good job at that. Well, you know, Janelle, the kitchen is always a busy place. Um, Why don't you talk a little bit about what time does your, your crew come in in the morning time? And what time do you guys kind of wrap up? And what happens through through that that morning and day process? Okay, we start at 6 o'clock. The morning shift cook comes in at 6 and prepares breakfast. Breakfast is at 7. Then after 7, then you have another cook that comes in at 8. Um, we have our inventory control person and the dock person. They come in at 7, and they're going through what our daily needs are, what they need to pull out of the freezer, what we need our volunteers to do that day as far as prep work, what we try to process our, that comes in, fresh food or whatever. 
So you have an average of six to eight volunteers every day. They're prepping our food for us every day for the meals. And then we have a cook that comes in at noon, and there are the evening shift cook. They do dinner. You know, just hearing all that uh, as you talk about your routine for the day, how do you, how do you even plan a menu? How, you're, you're the one that's in charge of that, so right. how, do you, how do you set your menu? Well, um, Steve, he gives me an inventory list, and I go through what we have in the freezers, in the coolers, or if something comes in we need to use, and then we need to, to um, use that first, then we change the menu. We try to do you know, a well-balanced meal. Mm -hmm. um, breakfast is hot, so we do breakfast prep the night before. Um, I go, I, Larry laughs at me, the doc person. He says, you're always in my cooler. He goes, what are you doing? And I always have to look and see what's in here because <laughs> I need to know what's going on. And I'll go across the street and look and see what's over there. So you have to be on top of what you're, you're prepping. And each menu is put out and then you get to pull the recipes and you know what people do. Now we have a group of people that come in, three ladies that come in every Wednesday they clean probably 300 legs and thighs every week. Of chicken? Of chicken. Wow. Well, that's a unique, uh, says a lot about the volunteers, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's unique to do that and specialize in that area. Um, tell us a little bit about um, what you were telling Reverend Kaiser and myself uh, about when you came here, what your experience level was. And and then how you made that that jump? Well, I came with um, really no experience cooking except cooking for my family. You my, you you call what we do here quantity cooking, yes. right? Yeah, I had no quantity cooking. I cooked for my family every night. Baked on Mondays. Had fresh baked stuff every Monday. Cooked homemade meals every night. And that was the only experience I had. And I remember Dorothy going, no, we're going to teach you how to do this. You're going to do it. Some days when I first got here and I went home, I would go home crying and going, Randy, I don't think I can do this. I think I need to go somewhere else. And he would laugh and go, oh, no, this is for you. So you need to just do it. You know, he says, I know that's where God has put you and you need to do that. So Dorothy showed me every step of the way what I needed to do. And I enjoy it. I couldn't imagine being anywhere else. Well, you know, Kurt and Janelle, we know that the food ministry is a very big part of our ministry. I know uh, last year close to 270,000 meals were served. That's a lot of work in, in the kitchen. Uh, we know, uh, obviously, taking care of a, hun uh, a hungry stomach uh, the external is very important, and also the spiritual aspect is very important to us as well. What have been some of the, your greatest blessings as you've seen over 15 years, things growing, you learning things? Uh, maybe you're uh, seeing the resident men, maybe volunteers that you built relationships. What are some of your blessings that you've seen over the 15 years? Oh, there's a lot of them. I mean, we're blessed every day. Some days... When I first started, we would go, oh, my goodness, we have, we don't have enough bread. Or we don't have, I don't know what I'm going to cook for lunch tomorrow. What are we going to have? So we'll sit down with our prayer. We have prayer every morning at 815, our whole department. 
and we would say, okay, we need bread or we need spaghetti or, you know, we need this or we need turkeys. I mean, one year we didn't have enough turkeys for Thanksgiving or mm-hmm. Christmas and we started to pray. And all of a sudden the phone started ringing and said, okay, I need, can I donate two turkeys? Can I bring five turkeys? And before we knew it, there was a line out the door at the donation center with people bringing turkeys. Mm-hmm. It just is amazing how God has blessed the haven with more than, you know, as far as food. We always think we don't have enough, and then there it comes. And then recently you had a series of donations we would consider big blessings. Yes. Why don't you tell us about that? Um, Last week, we had um, a large donation from the golf tournament. We had one in the evening. That was from a church, and they donated, I think that was like 2,000 pounds of produce, Mm -hmm. and then the golf tournament sent in more. We've had 8,000 pounds of canned goods come in this week, last week. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, it's amazing to watch all this stuff come in. Well, you know, during the summertime, uh, it's always, it can slow down. Uh, We know this from years of experience. So very thankful for a lot of the groups, even even vacation Bible schools, a lot of churches, their VBSs, uh, they'll collect canned goods uh, for the church. And all of that helps, as you were saying, Janelle, to make a nice meal for our guests that are coming through the doors. So, So we appreciate what you do, your staff does, and we're very excited to uh, see uh, the Lord obviously expand you a little bit more with all these new new uh, responsibilities. Uh, the Lord does stretch us like that, uh, but we're, we're, we believe that the Lord's got you right where he wants you right now. Right. I believe it, too. I mean, I, I do. I knew 15 years ago that I was at the right place. And... Uh, you know, I think those blessings that we're talking about is confirmation of that as well. It's such an encouragement, and not only large donations, but even the, the small mm-hmm. ones that certainly all add up. Um, but I th- thought of the recent Chick-fil-A food drive, mm-hmm. pecan food drive to benefit, and it seems like that kind of started the whole ball rolling here with these uh, donations. So we do live in a very, very uh, supportive community here in in this area, and we are thankful uh, for that. So what are the things that, um, Janelle, that you, um, I guess, what, what events coming up that are probably rolling through your mind right now, being the first time through something? Um, you've, you know, we're looking at Thanksgiving, you're looking at Christmas, um, anything of, of that nature coming? Yes, we are looking at Thanksgiving and Christmas. Our turkey team has already started prepping, and we do a lot of that preparation ahead of time, the turkeys, and then we freeze them. So um, they've started on that. Um, Christmas and Thanksgiving are a really busy time. So, you know, as we wrap things up here and as we look into the, I, I can't believe we're into the middle of August here, but as we really transition out of summer and, and move into fall, and with all your new responsibilities, how can our listening audience pray for you as you adapt and move into these new responsibilities? Well, um, just continue to pray that God will lead me 
the way I should be and what I should do. Um, pray for our department. Um, pray for our new job openings, opportunities mm-hmm. that we have mm-hmm. in the kitchen. Um, we're looking for a full-time evening cook and an assistant for myself. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for being here, and uh, thank you for all that you do and will be doing. And um, just, uh, boy, what a ministry uh, to be able to feed so many people. Um, such a, a life-giving uh, ministry. So thank you for uh, t- spending a few minutes with us and sharing personally about some of the connections here with uh, with the Haven Arrest. So, well, thank you.